Because listen, when people know how to stay healthy, that takes away from the income of healthcare mm. and big pharma. Don't cancel me. I hope nobody come try to shoot me. I mean, no, it's the truth. Yeah, no. I don't even need to hear this. Yeah. Like, honestly and truly, like, people, they don't they don't want you to be healthy. They, the government, the people that control a lot of stuff, they don't want us to be healthy. Mm -hmm. Because that they're not going to make any money off of that. Yeah. There's no money in healthy people. Mm. Get your water and keep some wine. I should have had some wine. With exposure, execution, and consistency, there is nothing you can't do. Just keep planting. Before we get into today's podcast episode, make sure you go to theresponsiblehunger.com and download the free money management guide that I have created for you. Most of the time when people are starting their personal finance journey, they know that they want to do better with their money, but don't know exactly where to start. The money management guide is a great way for you to look at what you have going on right now and to take steps so you can get better. Like, I don't want you to get overwhelmed like, oh, I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to do this. No, I want you to have a seat, literally sit down, assess what you have going on, and the free money management guide that I created for you will do just that. So make sure you go to theresponsiblehomeware.com or just click the description, um, or just click the link in the description box below and go get that. You'll also be on my email list where I'll send out different tips, gems, personal finance stuff, business stuff, all of the responsible homegirl things. So make sure you click that link, download that free money management guide and get your personal finance journey started because baby, inflation, I'm feeling it. Hey y'all, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode on the Responsible Homegirl podcast. I am Kiani, the Responsible Homegirl, and this is a space that I have created so young adults can become financially responsible and wealth conscious. So the way that I do that is by one, sharing financial education, and then two, interviewing amazing entrepreneurs who are building their wealth through business. So if you have been rocking with me for a little while, you know that I have a series on my podcast called Think Like a Mogul. And Think Like a Mogul is where I talk to entrepreneurs who are either from South Carolina or live in South Carolina so I can expose people to the greatness that we have in our own backyard. So today we have Miss Kaylin. So we're going to be having a conversation about, you know, how she grew up, her mindset, her business, and of course, how she thinks like a mogul. So thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Of course. So I always start off the podcast with asking my people, can you tell me an irresponsible financial decision that you've ever made? <laughs> y'all, I hope y'all saw this eye roll. If you're watching on YouTube, you saw the eye roll. It was strong. Okay, this is very embarrassing. So I got my first credit card <laughs> the end of senior year of high school. Why did my parents sign me up for credit card at 18? <laughs> so at that point, I was like, okay, I have a decent established credit. I really don't have much credit. You mm -hmm. start applying for the little cards, right? Right. So you go to the store. I love TJ Maxx. They were like, oh, do you want to apply for a store credit? And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to get it. I got it. I think mm -hmm. I had probably like three or five hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. When I tell you just about every other week I was shopping, wow. running that cart up. I had so many boxes and shipments coming to my dorm <laughs> sophomore year for why just to go to class. I don't know. Right. Ran that cart up, ended up not being able to pay it off. Card got sent to collections. Mm -hmm. I was able to pay that fee, but I was just like, that was so unnecessary. Right. Like if you were going to get a credit card, get it for something useful. You literally got it to shop at TJ Maxx 
buying things I don't even own to this day. Talk about it. Talk about it. So, yeah, I still cringe at that. I'm just <laughs> like, oh my God, why? But mm -hmm. I feel like that story isn't really unfamiliar though, especially because they use this tactic of like, oh, get this 10% off, mm -hmm. or do you want to apply for blah, blah, blah. And me personally, I'm not a huge fan of store credit cards because mm -hmm. you can only spend it at exactly. that store yep. instead of like a Discover or a Navy Federal mm -hmm. or something like that. But thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Those of you listening, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I mean, I always start off the podcast like that because, of course, my brand is the responsible homegirl, right. but I didn't just arrive here. I right. made plenty of irresponsible financial decisions, but when you know better, you do better. Exactly. So, I learned so much from though. I literally, y'all, her emails, if you're not subscribed, <laughs> Thank subscribe you because literally, I'm just like, I'm learning so much from someone. Mm -hmm. I didn't learn this from my parents. I didn't learn this in school. Yeah. So, thank you. And of I share your page. With my sister, with friends, I'm like, if you're struggling with finances, please follow her. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. And these are conversations that we don't have. Mm -hmm. And the sad thing is, when I was in college, girl, my refund checks, I just used to blow through them like crazy. King Street. But, like I said, exactly. King Street is the, I'm not gonna say it's the devil, but, honey, when you got thousands and thousands of dollars, yeah, it's just sitting there. And you don't know how to manage your money, oh, it becomes your best friend. Mm -hmm. And I just wish that growing up, we had more conversations about money mm -hmm. because we become grown adults like us, work jobs, start businesses, get this money and don't know what to do with it. Nope. The splurge. Spend it or like, okay, pay bills. Mm -hmm. I have this much left. I spend it and now I wait for the next thing. Exactly. So, yeah. It's a never ending cycle. Yeah. But Kaylin, for the people who's listening, who do not know who, do not know who you are, can you tell them who you are? Kind of how you grew up and what led you on your entrepreneur journey. Yeah, so my name is Kaylin Parker. I am the owner and founder of Cut by K Fitness LLC. I am a certified personal trainer through the National Academy of Sports Medicine. I'm an exercise physiologist. I got my bachelor's in exercise science. So all things health, fitness, wellness, yeah. that is that is me in a nutshell. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a health freak though. Okay. I understand life balance. Um, but I grew up in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, I grew up around athletes, so mm -hmm. my sister actually went to UNC Chapel Hill for soccer. Okay. My brother went to Spartan Methodist for soccer. Um, my dad played football at Fort Valley State. Mm -hmm. Like my mom did cheer, she did track. So wow. I come from a very athletic family. I didn't play sports though. I did dance, mm -hmm. piano, clarinet, FBLA, student <laughs> council. So like complete opposite of that. Yeah. But I was still very active. Mm -hmm. And so from that, my parents did not let us just sit in front of screens all day long. We were not eating candy and drinking juice all day long. Like my mom was cooking home cooked meals. Yeah. I was one of those fortunate families where my parents packed my lunch every single day. So mm -hmm. we were having like spinach lettuce wraps and like oh, wow. salads and like all these things my friends at lunch were like can you tell your daddy to make me a wrap <laughs> like that was that kid so that's kind of how I grew up mm -hmm. um coming into college I pretty much still kept some of those same like health practices mm -hmm. I hated dining hall food it used to make my stomach upset so I actually did not gain the freshman 15 I think I lost more weight freshman year my parents wow. were like what is happening I was like the food's not good mm -hmm. so I made sure like when I um, went into upperclassmen years I got like a dorm at the kitchen where I could cook yeah and so um I started off as a bio major I had no idea what I was doing with that I did not like it I switched to exercise science on impulse still didn't know what that was but I was like <laughs> I'm just gonna navigate this yeah really didn't feel like my advisors were that helpful so I literally navigated the degree on my own but in that I kind of found my own footing so I started doing um 
step aerobics class, TA. Okay. So I was a TA for that. If um, you went to college of Charleston, you took that class. That was like a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I started doing youth gymnastics coaching. I had an internship at a CrossFit gym. And I was like kind of still doing my own workouts. Like in college, <laughs> I would have an 8 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. After that, three times a week, I would go to the George, was it George Street? That, what's that apartment? Yeah, Joshua Park. Yes, I went to that gym three times a week and I would work out and I would run a mile after that. Wow. I did that by myself literally for like probably two or three years. Wow. And just for the sake of it, because I knew like I needed that for myself. And mm -hmm. then I did five years at school. So my fifth year is kind of when I really got into like fitness. So I yeah. started doing like jobs where I was like coaching. I had my internship at the CrossFit gym. And I was just like, oh, okay, like this is cool. Like, sure, whatever. I graduate thinking, well, it's fine, I have a degree, something, I'll get a job. Like, yeah. no, that did not happen. So yeah. I spent an entire year after college, moved back home for six months. Mm -hmm. I was trying to navigate post-grad and unemployment Ooh. and being like, what, 23, 24, didn't know what the heck I was doing. People don't talk about that. Seeing everyone else get, you know, accepted into grad school and getting these big jobs and moving to new states. Yeah. And here I am, still in South Carolina, back at home with my parents, not a single job offer yeah. like for an entire year. I have a notebook. I literally wrote, probably applied to like 150 jobs. Wow. And I would either get turned down or the ones that did accept me were like retail jobs. And I'm like, well, I'm not gonna grow from retail. Mm -hmm. So I decided to come back to Charleston. And I was like, at that time, I knew that the one thing I could control was like my health. Right. So to like not get into a dark place, I, so I kept going to the gym. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, I get up in the morning, read my Bible, I'm gonna go to the gym, I'm gonna apply to jobs. That was literally my life, my regimen. I literally had that life after yeah. college. That's all I did. And then I studied for certifications, came back to Charleston and I started freelance training friends. Mm -hmm. So I had a couple of friends, a couple of my line sisters. I was like, hey, I will train you for like this amount or for free, let's like do all this stuff. So shout out to my friends who let me train y'all in 2019, because I didn't know what I was doing, <laughs> but y'all let me just kind of like go for it. Yeah. And, Kind of brought me where you I need that support you do you yeah. do and so i'm super thankful for that community and then after that was still navigating trying to find income because that wasn't like super consistent mm -hmm. and i only did my first um corporate gym job here in charleston in 2019 did that for a year and i hit the ceiling already so mm -hmm. if you guys don't know a lot about personal training they don't really pay trainers a lot but they expect you to be up at four or five a.m training it's early mornings late night so it's like a very unconventional job schedule it's not a nine to five right and i was like i cannot do this long term like it was like a hit burnout turnover is super high because a lot of people go into training because as a coach as a trainer it's like an attractive job it's an attractive like field mm -hmm. until you actually get in it and start doing it and you're like i don't get paid enough for this yeah so i did that for a year and i loved it it definitely taught me how to coach how to command the room it taught me how to project my voice it taught me how to like do form cues and like mm -hmm. coach people because right. you can have the knowledge base but if i can't teach you how to do a push-up that I, I can't coach you right if i can do it myself but i can't teach you how and like the why behind it not mm -hmm. a good coach so it did help me a lot there <laughs> it helped me a lot there <laughs> No shade to anybody, you know. <laughs> but um, it is what it is. Yeah, I hit the ceiling and I literally talked to Dre and I was like, hey, I'm gonna quit my job because I have hit the ceiling, I'm burnt out, and there's really no other way for me to make more money. Mm -hmm. In the gym space, for certain gyms, the trainer is paid based off the membership. Mm -hmm. So the only way you can like increase your salary is if you get more people to sign up. 
wow. has nothing to do with how good you are, how smart you are. And then other gyms where you actually have like clientele, like stuff like Gold's Gym, stuff like that, mm -hmm. they take a percentage of what the trainer gets from clients. So you're working there all these hours and you still don't get your full amount. I said, I cannot do this because if I'm up early, I'm taking the time to like further my education, but I'm not getting compensated for it. Like, is this even worth it? Like at one point yeah. I literally hated training. Wow. And I was like, I can't do this. Um, I wasn't getting my own workouts in because you're coaching so much and you get home, you want to crash. Mm -hmm. So it was like, do I take a nap or do I eat? Like, what do I do in between this time? I'm not even wanting to work out. Like there's no way. Yeah. So I got tired of that like cycle and I was like, you know what? I feel like God placed it on my heart to just start my own thing. And I was so terrified, but I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to step out on faith. Yeah. Don't let me fail. Please, don't <laughs> let me fail. So I quit my job in um, Halloween 2020 was my last day working there. Mm -hmm. And I navigated what I wanted to do that November. I LLC'd myself December 2020. And here I am. Yeah. So it was it was rough because I will say in that component of that, um, started training, had some clients at the beginning of 2021. Now, when you're an independent trainer, you have to figure out how you're going to rent space out of a gym mm. to take your clients there because you can't go to Planet Fitness or Goals or anything. If you're not an employee of that gym, they will kick you out. So you don't want that. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, can you meet me at PF? Can you meet me here? I'm like, no, I can't do that because I don't work there. Right. Um, so just trying to find like a gym owner who would let me rent space out of their studio, trying to find clients because mm -hmm. they also make you sign a non-compete. If you work for a gym, mm -hmm. you cannot, they tell you, okay, well, if you ever quit, you can't take any clients with you or if you work here you cannot train outside of working at this gym wow. so they like try to limit so much for you and I'm just like no 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 that's not what I do. <laughs> no like, you just feel like so stuck and so confined to like rules yeah I was like I'm not doing that so I got some clientele was mm -hmm. navigating finding a space lost all my clients in June 2021 Wow. So I was like, oh, Lord. Okay, I got to get an actual job now. Like, so why did you lose the clients? Was it because of, like, finances? They just couldn't afford it anymore. Gotcha. Yep, so it was, everyone's like, I want to keep going, but just payment. And mm -hmm. that's the thing, like, personal training is a very high expense. And mm -hmm. that's just kind of, like, the way the organizations are set up because you are doing so much for people. Right. We like to consider ourselves, um, what is it called? Like, we're not letting frontline healthcare workers, but preventative healthcare workers. Yeah. So it's like, if you can get a coach to help you navigate exercise and learn how to eat right and like good healthy habits, mm -hmm. it kind of prevents you from having to go to the hospital and taking medication and all this right. stuff. So it does come with a cost. And I yeah. mean, like, it's worth the investment though, because everyone that I have been able to help has been like extremely grateful for like, right. you know, the role that I've played. But no, yeah, I lost everything like wow. last summer and I had to get a regular job. Mm -hmm. And was that humbling for you? It was very humbling because I got fired two weeks. It's working that job. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. With inflation going crazy right now, it is very important that you learn how to manage the money that you work so hard for and budget well. Make sure that you make your budget a part of your lifestyle. I know that sometimes budgeting, we can kind of have our own little feelings about budgeting or we just simply don't do it or we don't consistently do it. Well, lifestyle budgeting is going to tackle all of those mindsets, all of those things that are stopping you from developing a lifestyle of budgeting. If you want your personal finances to do something different, if you want them to look different, you have to do something different. And the basics, is budgeting. Make sure you click the link down below and download the 2022 edition of Lifestyle Budgeting.
let's get right back into the podcast episode. It was one of those situations where I morally did not agree with the like culture of the job. Right. I didn't clash well with the manager. Um, when it comes down to like certain things in health and fitness, mm-hmm. I don't believe in everything. So I'm just like some things I feel like people are selling to scam people or just mm. pushing, promoting this like big weight loss dream and this high ticket price, but it's not sustainable. Yeah. And I don't like that because people really don't know and it's attractive. Mm-hmm. The person's bubbly. It's like, oh my gosh, come buy this thing. And they're yeah. like, okay. And I'm like looking like, no, yeah. I'm teaching people stuff. So yeah, I, I got discharged after two weeks and then I was like, all right and so literally from july to october i had zero income last year like zero and then i was just like okay my very last check from working at that job i invest in a business coach Mm -hmm. and there is a program that specifically works with personal trainers it's called mpe fitness so if there's any uh, trainers out there who need some guidance with how to navigate business mpe fitness they literally i mean it does come with a cost but it's worth every single penny they teach you all the systems they teach you contracts they teach you how to price and the reason why they teach you how to make an offering like they teach you how to promote yourself Mm -hmm. and how to like stand out like really how to like niche your target audience right and so i was like okay this is my last check from here i got bills to pay but i also need this business to like start come on so i invested in myself Mm -hmm. and that was like the best thing i could have done because when I tell you, this year I have made more money working for myself than I've ever made working for anybody Period. else. Period. So, I love that. Bet on yourself, guys. Yes. And Bet take the yourself. risk. Yes. So, so much from that that I want yes. to unpack. Okay. So, for one, one main thing that really stood out to me is just like your mental strength. Because I cannot imagine just going through all of this stuff, getting a job, losing a job. Okay, I'm putting myself out there, getting these clients, then lose the clients. Then get another job, lose that job. Like, girl, how do you, like, literally stay mentally tough? Because I feel like that's a very important part of entrepreneurship that's not really talked about a whole lot. Well, first and foremost, I stayed in my Bible. Like, when Mm -hmm. I tell you sermons, prayers, devote, like, I literally every single morning. Yeah. Because I'm sitting in my house, like, crying, like, God, what is going on? Like, I have a whole degree. I feel like I did all the steps. I, like, did all the things in college. Like, check all the boxes. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, why am I not, like, an ideal candidate? Mm -hmm. But looking back now, I'm like, he was preparing me for this season. I just didn't see it yet. Yeah. So, my faith definitely helped keep me grounded um another component was i've had horrible bosses like when i tell you horrible bosses Mm -hmm. and i was just like i want to get to a point where i grow my business so big that i can hire on a team and be the best employer they've ever had like pour into them because the things that i didn't get from employers give people a chance like if you have a skill set that can help my business i don't care how much experience you have if you're willing to work and like put forth the effort i want to give you a chance right to also like be a better boss in Mm -hmm. some component Um, And I also just know that just following people on social media who have grown their own, I'm like, why not me? Like, why can't I do that? Like, they literally are from where I'm from. Mm -hmm. They're from the South. They're from South Carolina. They went to school here. Like, you know. If they can do it, surely I can. You know what I mean? So it was literally one of those situations. And I was just like, and look at how they live. Not that, like, material things are everything, but, like, I have a certain mentality or a certain like vision of how I want to live like mm-hmm. how, what kind of house I want what kind of car I want to yeah. drive things like that so I was like I am not going to get there working with these nine to fives with these mm-hmm. people because it's like they cap you sometimes at how much you can make right and as an entrepreneur like 
the earning potential is endless if you mm -hmm. really just like tap into like the things that are gonna make you marketable and the way that your brand can connect with people. So right. definitely just being inspired by other people's businesses, mm -hmm. my faith, and then um, wanting to be the boss that I never had. Those yeah. three things, I was like, we could make this work. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. So. The second thing that really stood out to me is your integrity. Like seeing how people put this high ticket price on certain things and say, oh, you need to do this for this big weight loss journey. And I feel like one thing that I really love about your Instagram page is how open, honest, and transparent you are. Like, I feel like sometimes it's not even really about the exercises that you're doing. It's more so about the mindset. So even if I'm going through something and it's not really about workout or my physical fitness, it's still about changing mentally. So can you mm -hmm. talk about that and how you are intentional with putting that message out there? Girl, I literally just be talking. <laughs> like, to be quite honest with you, sometimes like I'll lay in bed mm -hmm. or I'll have a conversation with a friend or a conversation with Dre and I'm like, I'm gonna post about that. Cause it's just like, that's literally just like my, my own thought process or yeah. just like the way that I feel about something. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm super passionate about something or it's something that I think people should know about because right. they don't, I'm like, let me just share this. And mm -hmm. sometimes I limit myself in what I share. So I'm like, nobody cares about that. But what I stop it. No, literally. <laughs> because I literally made a post two weeks ago about walking. The benefits of walking, because people think like, oh, fitness, if it's not this elaborate thing, I'm not weightlifting, I'm not doing all these things, I'm not super shredded, I'm not super sweaty, it's not beneficial. Mm -hmm. And I made a reels while I was walking, I was just talking. I got so many shares from, and I was like, what? Yeah. And it was literally that moment, I was like, stop sleeping on yourself, because mm -hmm. like, all social media is, is just sharing information, just right. sharing what you have. And I think sometimes because I see so much fitness, because I curate my page to follow other coaches, I'm like, somebody already saw that, but I'm like, no, your audience hasn't seen it yet, or they, you might deliver it in a different way. So yeah. I just be talking. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know. It's like, I don't like strategically think about it. I'm just mm -hmm. like, huh, that would be interesting to know. Yeah. Or like something profound or even like a devotional sometimes will like translate back to exercise and fitness mm -hmm. and I'll sometimes like correlate that like the same way scripture talks about this you have to still approach your health and fitness in that manner too yeah. so trying to like embed my faith in it too sometimes so you're just being you yeah and yeah, I think that's very so important that's, yeah like just be yourself and I feel like the way you pour into other people is because of the way you pour into yourself consistently. I'll be trying. Yeah. Got to, girl. Got Thank to. You. So we talked about the start of Cut by K Fitness. Yes. Now talk to me about growing it. What did you have to do to put yourself out there, to market, to really get people to take you seriously as a fitness and wellness coach? This episode is sponsored by Kickoff. Kickoff is one of my favorite credit building apps because they don't have any interest they do not check your credit score to approve you and there are so many benefits that you get and they report all of this stuff to two of the major credit bureaus TransUnion and Experian so if you know that you are looking to increase your credit score you need a little boost you need a little help download the kickoff app and create your account today another thing that I really love about this app is they have something called a credit building loan so you pay $10 a month into this loan and at the end of the year, you get your full 120 back. Y'all, that is literally unheard of in the credit building space. So take that into account. And if you are looking to increase your credit score, make sure you go download Kickoff. No interest, no fees, no none of that. $5 a month to build up your credit score. Click the link below 
and create your account today. Now let's get right back into the episode. Whew, okay, so I made a whole new Instagram like in 2019 for my fitness page. I was terrified. I was like, people are gonna be like, girl, bye. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but it got so much great feedback. So I was like, okay, yeah, cool. And I think what it was too was already establishing myself in the corporate gym space. So mm -hmm. I know some people like, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups for people who have the, cert the same certification that I do or like other trainer like support groups. Mm -hmm. And people are like, oh, I just got my cert. Like, how do I start my own thing? And I'm like, maybe like join work for a gym first like sometimes you have to start at that level yeah. just to kind of like establish yourself so working in a corporate gym space for a year people know me from that people have seen me train they've come to my workouts they've come to my boot camp yeah so i kind of like already established like okay she's a trainer mm -hmm. obviously she's legit she had to like be legit Building to work at the gym and so now like going off and doing my own thing it's like oh that makes sense now so mm -hmm. i would say definitely working kind of like from the ground up I don't think if I hadn't gotten that gym experience, I would necessarily be where I am now. Mm. So that's interesting. Yeah. Why do you think that though? Because I don't think I would have grown as much as I did. Like I told mm. you, working you know, like it helped me one like learn how to be confident in coaching. Okay. Because it's one thing to be like, all right, do these push-ups, but like <laughs> I worked in a boot camp gym, so having to project my voice in a gym of like twenty people in a class mm -hmm. with music going, they want you to be entertaining. So thank God for my cheer backgrounds. So I yeah. like jumping around. They want you to do all these different things. So it taught me how to multitask. It also teaches you how to break stuff down into like dummy one-on-one -on -one version because like mm -hmm. i can tell somebody all the muscle groups all the movement patterns the reason why it's beneficial don't nobody care about that it's right a quick 45 minute workout i'm hot i need to lose weight i want to get fit i don't care Tell me, and i don't it. want this fix to be it. over right fix it fix it so like learning how to like like dumb things down for the general population to understand yeah when you go to the doctor's office when they be talking to you or the mechanic they be talk i'm like i don't care tell me what's wrong how right. do i fix it mm -hmm. so it definitely taught me how to do that it taught me how to i guess navigate social media in a sense too with the mm -hmm. training so i definitely put myself out there i would say 2020 i was offering free zoom workouts every saturday that i posted on my social media um, I got a website built through Wix and I had like the free email listserv coming out. So just yeah. like putting out information, like even now I still have that listserv. Um, I'll sometimes send out like nutrition tips. I'll send out fitness tips, words of encouragement. Yeah. Um, I'll send out like trainer form technique videos or just like different ways. Like I just actually sent out a free guide yesterday of how to navigate health and fitness on a budget because some people think like, oh, I can't, like, oh, if I can't afford gym membership or personal training, I can't do it. I was like, no, there are so many free options and other affordable options. Like, let me compile this into like a PDF. Boom, here you go. So yeah. I would do stuff like that. Um, and I'm trying to think what else. Like just the gym that I worked at is like a huge franchise community. So I okay. think like being a part of that, people kind of start to know you. People travel and like when they travel, they could come to the Charleston location and work out if they had one in Florida or North Carolina or something. So building those connections, mm -hmm. people like exchanging social media. Um, and even like doing like community workouts too, so stuff outdoor, just doing a lot of free work. Yeah. <laughs> and it gave you time to experiment so, too. Exactly, to see like what I liked, what I didn't. Mm -hmm. So because I did that for so long now, people want free stuff now. I'm just like, no, no, you should have uh -uh. called me 2019 because I cannot work for free anymore. Open that purse. Yeah. <laughs> Open the purse. But yeah. Just doing a lot of free stuff and just like posting on social media, mm -hmm. which was the most cringiest thing ever. Like when I tell you the first really? workout video that I ever posted, I go back and look now or like stuff on Facebook and I'm just like, Ugh. I'm like, oh my God, because it was just, it, 
obviously just looking out your growth and I'm just mm -hmm. like, but I'll, you have to do that. Yeah. Just start there and then like you grow and you elevate. And I'm like, mm -hmm. ooh, thank God for growth because goodness, what was I doing? What was Did y'all hear what she just said? She said, just start and grow from there. Literally, just start and grow from there. And even me, like I look back at some of my old content and I'm just like, girl, shut up. <laughs> what are you talking about? But two years ago, people was listening to that yes. and they thought it was valuable. Yes. But the more you show up and the consistent, like the more consistent you are, you automatically get better. Yep. So Caitlin, what do you think is the hardest part about being a trainer? <laughs> Getting up at four in the morning? <laughs> I would definitely say early mornings because, mm -hmm. um, like I said, I've been up since four and I need to take a nap at some point. But getting up early, I would also say dealing with difficult clients. Mm. So you can't help everyone. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that the hard way. As much as you can pour into someone, as much as you can try to help them out, whether that be financial. I've helped people out with finances, like creating a payment plan, stuff like that. So I'm like, I don't want fitness to ever be something that they can't attain because of your financial situation. Right. So, but sometimes even then people are just, if they don't want it for themselves, there's literally nothing that I can do. Nothing. Nothing that I can do because I've had people who work with me and they leave and they see no results because they didn't do They didn't do the work. Aside yeah. from coming to the gym. Like if you come train with me twice a week, that's like less than 10% of your entire week. What else right. are you doing outside of the gym? Right. And then I have people who literally come three times a week, but they're literally cranking it out, moving outside of it. They're tracking their food. They're eating help. Like they're asking me questions. Yeah. And this is in person and online. Cause that's the time I offer both of those training services. So just like trying not to be hard on myself and feel like, Oh, I failed because I didn't help them reach their goal. It's like, mm -hmm. no, you still gave them tools. So hopefully now that they're done working with you, they will implement that or maybe they can connect with another trainer and now they'll remember what you said and kind of learn from them. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe not. I don't know. But it's just like having to like let that go and it kind of releases a lot of unnecessary pressure on myself. It's mm -hmm. like they come to you for a reason. You help them in that season and then sometimes people stick with you and sometimes they move on. And like either way, it's okay. Yeah. I feel like that's something that I'm struggling with right now because I feel like as a teacher, I'm kind of like in control of their outcome and results. Mm -hmm. And even my older sister, she's like, Keanu, no, like yeah. you don't control that. You control how you show up, how you hold them accountable, how you do X, Y, Z, but you can't control if somebody actually go puts in the work. Yeah. Yeah. So that definitely just helped yes. me a whole lot. It's like when you go to school, you go to class, sure, you get the notes, but you have to study. Mm -hmm. You cannot just show up to the test and like, oh, I came to class already and sat there and the info just like magically embedded into my brain. Right. So it's the same concept. Yeah. Yeah. So I studied public health in college, for those of you who don't know. And a lot of people, they always say like, oh, so you're not using your degree, blah, blah, blah. But I actually am using my degree. So my last year in college, I did like a capstone on the interconnectedness between health and wealth. Okay. And how a lot of the things, like I would say like environmental things, social justice things, the reason why people live in poverty or just go through a whole lot of stuff that kind of negatively impacts their health mm -hmm. is because of their wealth or lack thereof. Mm -hmm. So... On your journey with health and fitness, starting your business, have you seen any like relationship or any connection between health and wealth? Yes. So unfortunately, a lot of people that are a lot of black people in our community that inquire mm -hmm. can't afford it. Yeah. And a lot of them are the ones on medication, the mm -hmm. ones that like really needed help. Yeah. And then my our white counterparts. Yeah, sure. Okay. 
going already like coming in I wouldn't say like they're the most fit but they're not as far gone as some other people can be and I'm like okay because like I obviously want to help everybody right but of course like my heartstrings pull to my people because I'm just like we need that education because that's not readily available in a lot of like predominantly black communities right but I have noticed yes a lot of the times it's because they cannot afford it mm -hmm. or they don't know how to cook healthy food because they're on a fixed income so it's like okay well I have food stamps or you know I only have this to shop I have my kids it's gonna be easy for me to get pop-tarts and like frozen lasagna then like fresh produce or even like frozen produce yeah so like I really try hard to like teach people how to still like navigate healthy eating within mm -hmm. the confines of their budget so I very much attest to that because mm -hmm. a lot of times too, those are the ones that have to work many, many hours. They can't even commit to personal training or going to like a group fitness gym, like Orange Theory or something. Like I just don't have the time to go. I'm working two jobs or I'm working like a 12 hour shift and when yeah. I get home, it's like, okay, get my kids, sleep, maybe eat and go right back to work. So mm -hmm. it's like the time of the day doesn't even allow for them for activity or they're working at call centers, yeah. you know, just sedentary all day long. And I'm just like, I, I don't like that for yeah. people, you know? But yeah. And I even think about my hometown, my environment. Like, if you've ever been to King Street, you know, like, our main highway is literally fast food every single place. Mm -hmm. Like, all we have is fast food restaurants, Chinese restaurants. Like, we, you're not going to see a tropical smoothie or a smoothie mm -hmm. king. Like, you're not going to get healthy options. Mm -hmm. So, I even think built in the environment has a huge impact on our health. Yep. It's almost like we have to take responsibility for it, which is not a bad thing, but at the same time, it would be helpful yep. if we had those things around us. Yeah, the resources. You yeah. essentially become your environment. Yeah. <sighs> Child, we can go on and on about that, on and on. It's like they're purposely trying to kill us. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. someone made a point, they were like, how is it that you literally can find the churches and the Popeyes in every single hood? Like, and a liquor store. And a liquor store. Yeah. And the hair store. But yeah. it's like, the most like readily available gym you might find is Planet Fitness. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a lie that our people don't want to work out. Our people don't want to be healthy. Our people don't want to be fit. Like, I'm not believing those lies. No. I do agree that it can be kind of hard and difficult, especially if you're working low-income jobs and you have to work multiple jobs, mm -hmm. finding the time. But I don't know. I don't have the answers, but I definitely um, appreciate us having this conversation because it may just so a seed in somebody's mind like mm -hmm. maybe I can go for a walk or yes. do something Walking is free 99 <laughs> if you have a safe place to walk go walk yeah get a group of friends um I actually had shared this resource in one of my emails um I'll have to send it to you actually let yeah. me see if I can find it it is a walking community it's black women like created it mm -hmm. um and they actually have groups all over the U.S. and they just get together and go walk miles wow um let's see I love that. Because it doesn't have to be hard. And I know me personally, I know that I need to live a healthier lifestyle and I won't dare give you an excuse. However, I, don't, I just don't think that the gym is fun. I don't think that the gym is fun. Okay, let's talk about that for a second. When okay, I find the resource though, I'll send it to you. Okay. Um, okay, this is something, another, I guess, challenging component navigating as a trainer. Mm -hmm. um, actually, one of my online clients that finished with me back in April and um, didn't necessarily do like the best, but she literally told me, she was like, I just, she's like, I need like a group setting with loud music. I need something like someone leading me. I said, yeah. okay, so group fitness. 
everyone's not gonna like the traditional method of training, like going mm -hmm. into a gym, lifting weights, because for that to see progress, you have to do the same thing all the time. Mm -hmm. Some people wanna do yoga or Pilates or Zumba or boxing or dance, like step aerobics. That's become a huge phenomenon. Yeah. I'm like, you don't have to do traditional training. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if you have certain goals, yes, that's gonna be like the best route to go. Yeah. But if you enjoy spin, cycling, go do that. It really doesn't matter what you do. Mm -hmm. You just need to move. Yeah. And so I think some people think, oh, well, like, I, I I, don't do the gym. And that's, like, what I love about my job at NUSC is that, like, I help people navigate, like, hey, the gym isn't for you or you might not be in a physical state where you can, like, do anything in the gym right now. Mm -hmm. Let's go do something else instead until we can get to that point. Yeah. Or if you don't like it, you don't like it. Mm -hmm. Some people love it. I love it. But that's not everybody else's truth. And that's okay. Right. I just want people to move it. Like, yeah. Recently, I started pole fitness, which is mm. super fun yeah. because it has loud music. And I literally, I was looking for a pole fitness studio and it just happened to be owned by a black woman, which yeah. is even better. And I feel like since going to pole fitness, I have seen how weak I am because using your own strength to pull up your body and yes. do these twists and turns and dances and all sorts of stuff, it's hard work. Mm -hmm. But I enjoy it. And I mean, my last session, this is probably like only my third session, but I've been going consistently like three times a week. Okay. And, you know, I'm just starting out. I want to see the content. I need to see this content. I'll show you a video, girl. <laughs> but um, I really think it's important for y'all to find something that works for you. So like you say, you can just move. Yes. Because I think we need to live long, healthy lives. Yes. Yeah. I mean... In the state of the world, you might not want to live that long. But yeah. it's like, you know, there's still so much good happening. Mm -hmm. People want to have families. You want to be able, a lot, a big thing that I hear is that people like in their 30s who have become a written, like, my kid is two. Wow. I want to play with my kid long term. I don't want to be that mom that's like, you go, honey, I'm just going to watch it. I want to get down in there and play with him and not yeah. be winded or not have like arthritis or have all these joint issues. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people that I um, end up seeing at MUSC, a lot of their issues is they have developed all of these degenerative joint issues because of weight. They have mm -hmm. so much body fat that it's like pressuring, like crushing their joints. Wow. And it's like making it unstable, mm -hmm. you know, or they have issues now where it's like so much weight. Now the bone is grinding on top of the bone. So mm -hmm. it's like you don't have the ligament there. There is like no support. Yeah. And they can't like, they can't even walk upstairs. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, don't get to the point where you can't even do basic movement like walking don't mm -hmm. let it get to that point if you are able-bodied and you don't have any physical disabilities you can go for a walk yeah absolutely 30 minutes mm -hmm. 30 minutes another thing that i want you to touch on is eating because mm -hmm. that's <laughs> that's another thing that i struggle with and i'm mm -hmm. pretty sure i got some other homegirls out there who struggle with eating as well let's talk about nutrition please give us a little crash course really really quick so the best way to navigate your nutrition is i would say stay away from processed foods okay. if you can cook your food at home eating produce lean meats and whole grains if your diet consists of that and water you're doing fine okay now there also comes a point of like overeating and under eating mm -hmm. which is why i like to tell people in the beginning to track your food so tracking your food is literally just a way, like you would budget out your money. And mm -hmm. I told you, this is your food budget. So say for example, I have a goal, I wanna gain lean muscle mass. I'm probably gonna wanna be consuming between like 1900 to 2100 calories a day. Okay. So by tracking my food, I input that. And that shows me, am I hitting that goal every single time? Am I getting enough protein throughout the day, which is really gonna help maximize lean muscle mass and burning body fat? Okay, so quick question, yes. time out. 
So if I'm cooking my food at home, let's just say I'm doing some chicken breast. Mm -hmm. How do I know how much calories that is? So most tracking apps are gonna give you like a generalization okay. of it. Some apps you can also scan the barcode on your packaging. Mm -hmm. So maybe not for like chicken, but like say you have like frozen chicken breast, like frozen salmon, you can scan that on the barcode and it'll like pop up for you oh, wow. based on like the store. So that's actually the one that I have. So like, I'll just show you really quickly for an example. Mm -hmm. um, I track through here. So uh, go back go back so like you could scan in so say like i use the pancake mix and i wanted to like scan that in the picture comes up to the side eggs or eggs like that is so, so cool. put that in there and then it'll show you like the calories that you consume how many protein carbs fats these are your like three main food group macros mm -hmm. and then it'll show you also like how much fiber you're intaking so it's just like really cool just to kind of look back i didn't track any of those days but yeah just like putting that in there um and so then that way once you've kind of put it in and you track for maybe like a couple of weeks you can stop tracking because now you can eat the same way and know what you're getting. Right. So stay away from processed food, mm -hmm. stay away from eating out all the time because okay. you can't control what ingredients are going in there, mm -hmm. how much, and you also don't know like, okay, what's the serving size of this? Because yeah. you know the USA, they're gonna pile it up on your plate. <laughs> Most meals, entrees, probably two people could share the average entree in this mm -hmm. country. Um, and so yeah, just focusing on portion size, quality ingredients mm -hmm. and drink a lot of water okay we live in a society people want juice they want energy drinks and they want to drink alcohol now get me <laughs> i enjoy i enjoy oj for breakfast that's cool fresh squeeze fresh pressed juice is fine okay you want to look nutrition labels that's what it is learn how to read nutrition labels teach us okay so nutrition labels, you first of all want to look at the first three ingredients. Okay. That's going to tell you what the majority of that food item is comprised of. Okay. So if you read the first three ingredients and you cannot pronounce them, chances are it's a lot of like unnecessary gunk in there. It's a lot of mm -hmm. processed components. Then you want to look at like how the calories are, or amount of calories per serving. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're snacking on something and <laughs> most people don't like portion out so you know if you get like a bag of chips or crackers it will say like yeah. seven right that's the serving size and that's mm -hmm. how much how many calories how much fat carbs whatever but people aren't measuring that out they're eating we just like eat probably it. five servings within a sitting mm -hmm. and you've probably eaten like a thousand calories worth of a snack just sitting there just wow. munching so learning how to read the food labels um also understanding that everything that says organic or fat free or sugar free or whatever is not always healthy because when they take that component out, they have to put something else in to help with the taste. Wow. So that was actually something y'all gotta get on my email list because I be dropping some gems. Oh, no, so I definitely need to be in your email list <laughs> um, because the whole organic thing, I feel like that became like such a buzzword. Or and like, yeah. And even Walmart has like just like an organic section, and you'll go to that section thinking you're getting something healthier. How is an organic box food item? How is that organic? It's processed. <laughs> Organic means natural, homegrown. Right. Like if your grandparents have like a fruit tree, you go pick that thing. That's organic. Wow. <laughs> because listen, when people know how to stay healthy, that takes away from the income of healthcare mm. and big pharma. Don't cancel me. I hope nobody come try to shoot me. I mean, no, it's the truth. Yeah, no. I even need to hear this. Yeah. Like honestly and truly, like people, they don't, they don't want you to be healthy. They 
the government, the people that control a lot of stuff, they don't want us to be healthy mm -hmm. because that they're not going to make any money off of that. Yeah. There's no money in healthy people. Mm. No one needs medication. Yeah. No one needs these extra appointments. Every time you go to a doctor's appointment, even if you didn't get anything from it, they're charging your and they're billing your insurance. Right. They can't do that if you don't go. Yeah. That, what you just told me though about like just portion size and just eating in general is about intentionality. And I feel like we really have to create space for that because someone like me, I can easily use the excuse like, oh, I'm too busy. But just like I plan everything else. Mm -hmm. I can plan my meals and plan what it is that I'm going to eat. Yes. Meal prep. That's mm -hmm. another thing. So a lot of times people are busy. You're working, you're a parent, you have school, you have other things going on. So when you get up in the morning, if something's not prepared, what do you usually do? You either don't eat or you mm -hmm. go swing at the fast food and grab something quick, right. or you might like pick up a piece of fruit or something. Mm -hmm. But if you already have it prepped, pop it in the microwave or have it in your container, take it to work with you so you can heat it up. Same thing for your lunches, same thing for dinner. I know personally, I do not like cooking multiple times a week. Mm -hmm. I will cook breakfast every morning because I do have like the um, flexibility to do that, but dinner, no, we cook one time and we eat leftovers. Yeah. And so for that, again, because you've already tracked your food, you know how much you consumed on Monday. If you eat a meal on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I know I'm eating the same calories, I'm getting the same amount of protein, carbs, and fat, same amount of fiber, and I just drink my water. It makes yeah. it so much easier. You take the guesswork out of it. When you're tired and you come home from a long day, you pop that mess in the microwave mm. and sit down and get reclaim your time. Yeah, like cooking or trying to scramble to like think, what am I gonna make today? Mm -hmm. That's stressful. Do you feel like we make healthy living harder than what it actually is? Yes, yes, <laughs> one thousand percent yes. Because people like I love the questions, but sometimes like people ask me the same questions mm -hmm. over, and I'm like, okay, I don't know how many ways I can like answer this, but I think sometimes people want something a bit more glamorous they want mm -hmm. just it has to be something else and i'm like it's not it's that simple it really is that simple yeah and it's like are you are you that's it mm -hmm. yes this conversation is reminding me so much about personal finance and i'm happy that we're having this conversation because i definitely need to take my health more serious because it's really just about planning mm -hmm. planning out when you're going to get active planning out your meals yep. planning out what you're going to eat set it in your calendar like a schedule that can't be missed you have your work meetings mm -hmm. you have Dates with friends, mm -hmm. scheduling your exercise. Yeah. Even if it is like, get your friends to do it with you. Like, hey, there's another component too. I read this article and watched this YouTube video. They said the reason why adults become so obese and so overweight is because we lose the sense of play that we once had as a child. Mm. As a child, we go on play dates with friends. Yeah. As adults, we go out and drink and sit and eat. <laughs> and, and go to brunch. <laughs> we're just sitting and eating and drinking and we're not being active. Yeah. Like, you can do all of those things. Like, hey, like, let's go take a class today. Let's go on a walk. Like, yeah. I've done things where I go walk the bridge with friends. Like, hey, let's go get brunch after we walked. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Like, combine it in some aspect. Like, the, <laughs> and again, it's also the community that you keep, the people that you keep around you. Like, yeah. if everybody's sitting down, everybody's just like, doesn't want to do anything, you're going to slowly start to morph into that. And you're not going to do anything else. So it's right. like, you be the person to initiate. Hey, y'all, let's go do this. Because I think sometimes people might want to, but they're afraid to do it alone. Yeah. They don't know where to look. You also don't know if you will even like it, but you have to try it out. And right. I always think trying new things with friends takes away like that anxiety, that the nerves of it. And then you're like, okay, cool. This is actually fun. Mm -hmm. I want to do it again. Yeah. So, Make play it more. Play more. Play, play, play. Play more. 
I love this so much. Thank you for this conversation. Absolutely. All Thank of the good gems. Before we get into our soul food section, though, can you please tell my people where they can get on your email list at? Because, honey, I need, I need all of the gems. Yes. So I will send it to Kiani, but you guys can go to www.cutby, but it's K-U-T-X-K-Y-Fitness.com, okay. and the little bubble will pop up. Join our email list, and you okay. can like, type in your email there. Yeah. And then there you go. <laughs> and I'll also make sure and put that in the description box as well because I really want us to be healthy and whole. And like I said, one of my goals is to always help young adults become financially responsible and wealth conscious. And being wealth conscious is deeper than just the dollar sign. Like you can have all the money in the world, but if you're not healthy enough to do anything with it, what's the purpose? Yep. So health is definitely wealth. So I will challenge you all to take your health more seriously. Um, and I'm also preaching to myself. So Yes, if the pandemic did not teach us anything, oh, yeah. it taught us that they don't care about our health. Mm -hmm. They don't want you to know about health. And that people, a lot of people that had underlying health discrepancies were the ones that it hit the worst. Yeah. So no matter the age. No, literally. Because we often think just because we're young and in our 20s, and I'm saying this because the majority of my audience are in their 20s, mm -hmm. that we have all the time in the world to play catch up or make things right later. Like, no, take it seriously now. Yes. Take your finances seriously now. Take your health seriously now. Take your mental health, your physical health, just all of the things um, in pursuit of just being a whole person. Mm -hmm. Habits. Yeah. Because what you do now is going to carry on with you when you're 60. Mm -hmm. If you think about our parents and grandparents, like, oh, like, I wish when I did this or that, don't be that person. Child, woulda, coulda, shoulda. My yeah. mom always said, don't be that woulda, coulda, shoulda person. When you can literally <laughs> do, it. do yeah. it. Just do it. Yeah. So now let's get into our soul food section, which I'm a little scared <laughs> because the reference is to soul food, but hey, I'm going to just be myself. <laughs> so y'all listening, y'all know I'm from King Street, South Carolina, and I love soul food. Please don't get me. Okay. I do too. It's all about balance. <laughs> right. Balance. So um, I love soul food, come from a family that can cook really well. So with our soul food section, just tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Mac so, and cheese. Question. Dang, girl, you didn't even let me ask. Oh, I thought you were talking about food. I was like, yeah, macaroni and cheese. So that's your favorite soul food dish, macaroni Absolutely. and cheese. Absolutely. And if it's not right, I'm going to fight you. Oh, like, absolutely. So, you know. It has to be right. Okay. I'll jump ahead of that. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. So our second question, I feel like right now we live in a time where it's very microwavable. People want things in a rush, instantly, in a hurry. Even mm. I'm guilty of it. Can you tell me a time where something in your life had to slow cook in a crock pot? Hmm, that's a good question. I like how it's worded. Like, oh, the visualization. Yeah, girl. Um, I would say my personal patience. Mm, that's a good one. Patience. And it's funny because when you pray and ask God to help you work on something, they always say, be careful what you ask for because he would be like, all right, bet. <laughs> Boom, here you right. go. So, yeah, that entire time of me navigating post-undergrad. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I was just like, okay, I'm doing all the things. Yeah. What is going on? He was like, be patient. Mm -hmm. I was like, why is it that I have so much time in my day? I can take a nap whenever I want. I can go work out whenever I want. Y'all, I wish I could go back to that time. Yeah. You know? And it's so funny because Dre literally said he was like, I feel like God's preparing you for something and he needs you to rest for a year. Mm. Because y'all, and I kid you not, that corporate job that next year, I was up at 4 a.m. every single day, Monday through Friday, for an entire year, just boom, 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 boom. Wow. So that rest and mm -hmm. that patience, 
Because also in college, I did a lot. I was very heavily involved on campus. Very active. And the it girl, <laughs> for sure. <Stop> it. <laughs> and I was just like, that was another thing too, like coming out of that and mm -hmm. then having nothing. Mm -hmm. I had lost my identity in like the things I did in college. I was like, yeah, what? Who am I now? Like, what? What do I do? And so I had to like relearn myself mm -hmm. and relearn my purpose and understand patience and understand Kaylin. Just because you have a degree, don't mean somebody's just gonna hand you a six-figure-paying job because that's what I thought. I am telling you, like that literally speaks to my soul, and that is what prompted my relationship with God because. I had my identity wrapped up in so much stuff that really did not matter. Like the clothes that I wore, the fact that I was so involved on campus. I had this internship. Yep. I was in New York. I went yep. this place, that place. And the fact that I graduated, applied for all these jobs, and got denied from every single one. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, did you know what my resume? Do, you do know these people not know who I am? Go ask somebody about me, okay? And I feel like that's another thing. People don't really talk about that post-grad depression. We have this false sense of security that just because you have a degree that means you're going to be successful and that's, that's not true we're taught. yeah we're it's taught not true. That. and i'm like we have to start telling people like no mm -hmm. and it's okay that yeah. doesn't mean that you failed right that just means you're a real adult now mm -hmm. you know but i'm so grateful for that process so grateful that all that stuff didn't work out because like now i birthed like just something you know, so I'm better. I don't yeah. know if you remember a meme. It's like a little kid holding a teddy bear. And mm -hmm. like God's holding, well, the Americanized <laughs> version of Jesus is holding a teddy bear. And a bigger one behind it. It's like, give me that. Yeah. Because I have something bigger and better for you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. So our next question, the itis. When you eat some really good soul food, you know, you just want to be laying on the chair. Yeah. You're tired. Tell me something that you're sick and tired of seeing in regards to either money or business. Oh, gosh. Um... Could it be, does it have to be like business practices that I do or just, just whatever. Could be anything. Okay. Anything. So I'm going to say something in the fitness industry, okay. the fitness like mentality. Um, people thinking that you have to do so much cardio to lose body fat. I'm mm -hmm. sick of hearing that. Um, people literally like, oh no, I need to go run all these miles. I need to go do all these, like just on the treadmill, the Stairmaster, all these things. Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. Because here's a little, a little gem for y'all. When you build lean muscle mass, your body tends to burn body fat and calories even while you're sitting down and resting. So the more lean muscle mass you have, the more your body's burning while you're at rest. Mm -hmm. Now, cardio does burn fat and burn calories, but it's gonna be a little bit different in the way that muscle mass is gonna do it. And people wanna look a certain way. Right. You're not gonna build your physique running. Mm. People, no, I'm gonna say that. But just, <laughs> you're not gonna build your physique running. Let's mm -hmm. just let's just be real. You're not gonna get like a six pack running mm. or just doing cardio. Mm -hmm. You have to build muscle. Like literally, when you're molding clay, yeah, you have to mold it into the shape. Like if it's just sitting there, it's just sitting there. So when you say build muscle, are you referring to like strength training yep. and like lifting weights and stuff? It could be strength training. You could do that from cycling. You could do that from dance. Okay, pole fitness because you were lifting your body weight. Child, That's just you're like push ups and pull ups. Mm -hmm. like, you're still doing something to put stress and load on your muscles. Gotcha. So that's tearing down the fibers. When you're sore, they're repairing to build up to be stronger. Mm. You tear them down again and they build back up. So that's how you build muscle by putting load and stress. The fibers rip apart, they come back together and build up to be stronger, more defined, more, you know, 
definitive all the things this is the content we need y'all so yeah like you literally like you don't have to do so much carb because at that point too you're just like pounding your body you're pounding your joints you're so exhausted mm -hmm. it's not productive mm. cardio is great in its place but that should not be the only thing you focus on when trying to lose body fat gotcha and it's just education people mm -hmm. just aren't educated about it and i i just get tired of hearing that so i'm just like no come on guys stop misleading the people yes because also like if you cannot lift your suitcase in the uh, airport we need to have a conversation absolutely like yeah just basic things opening a jar of pickles or like <laughs> moving boxes from like to and fro like we have to be able to do things yeah defend yourself carry your groceries in one trip from the car to the house like mm -hmm. simp picking up your children yeah moms y'all carry around those freaking heavy behind car seats yeah. like you have to build strength too and all of that like just go look at power lifters go look at bodybuilders go look at people who were legit strong mm -hmm. those people have pretty low body fat they're not doing a bunch of cardio. Right. They're lifting. They're doing something to like train the muscles. Yeah. Even like yoga and stuff like that. That's like components of strength training. So yeah, I just want everyone to know you don't have to do a bunch of cardio to lose body fat. Yeah. Thank you for that. Absolutely. So our next question, the go-to. You know, all of us, we have our one go-to soul food meal that never disappoints. What is your go-to that helps you be inspired and motivated to be the businesswoman that you are? Hmm. actually say it's someone that I follow on Instagram okay so there is um I don't want to say Instagram trainer because she's not she's amazing her name is Kira Freeman mm -hmm. um she and her husband have literally built an empire yeah <sighs> like when a friend of mine sent me her account probably three years ago mm -hmm. and I started following her and just watching her grow they have their own clothing brand they like create workout programs they have clients like they just recently purchased a gorgeous home because they have grossed millions in their business from yeah. literally being authentic, from teaching people the proper ways to train and to eat, right. and not going along this like influencer route of teaching health and fitness. Mm -hmm. Because of course, like they're an attractive couple, like they have huge followings, but they like did it from authenticity and being right. genuine. Mm -hmm. And that's why I feel like I'm drawn to them because I'm just like, y'all aren't coming with the fluff. Like y'all are yeah. so freaking educated. Her husband has like a master's degree in exercise science and he's like a strength and conditioning coach. He like trains people to then go on to try audition, not audition, not to audition, <laughs> to go like have draft days for like professional sports. Like she has degrees and all these certifications. Like they are so educated. Yeah. And that like inspires me because I love seeing people who know what they're talking about do well. Right. I hate seeing like the fluff, mm -hmm. you know? Like, and it's people, a lot of fluff yeah. online because it's attractive yeah and people don't do their due diligence to try to figure anything else it's like oh they got a million followers they said it must be true yeah Here's my debit card like right. yikes yeah and that yeah. doesn't mean it's true at all exactly so i i support i literally all their launches i'm like buying their <laughs> like yes i have some of her programs i've done for myself like yeah. they're amazing and so it's crazy it's so crazy because my people that send me her page are like yeah, I see you being like this in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. That's so freaking like inspiring and also like makes me emotional because I'm just like the fact that somebody sees someone else that inspires me is like, oh yeah, like she makes me think of you because like yeah. I feel like you're on like, and I'm like, oh, just keep going. Okay, like, yeah. you know, and obviously not to like emulate, but it's just like seeing, they're also like a black couple too. So right. just like seeing that, 
And I'm just like, you know, me and Dre try to do our thing. I'm like, boy, come on, get on this wave. Like, right. You, gotta, you know, it's marketable. So, yeah. like, that that definitely for sure. Yeah. For sure. And that's one thing that I do love about social media. I know social media gets a lot of, like, bad rap, but it can be very inspiring. And it allows you to see what is possible. Mm-hmm. Especially when you, like, feel spiritually connected to somebody and you see, like, they're not out here lying, scamming people, but they're actually being their authentic selves mm-hmm. and being honest. Like, it really allows you to see what is possible with integrity. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy. Like, I'm, I don't know these people, but I'm like, every time they have a win, I'm like, yes. Yeah. It's like, you earned that. Like, you yeah. work for that. You deserve that. So I'm yeah. like, congratulations. Right. You know, like, I love it. Um, yeah. So. Absolutely. So last but not least, mm, that's good. So, you know, once you take a bite into some soul food, <laughs> if it's real good, you're going to say, mm, that's good. Can you close out our episode with some words of wisdom for either a current entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur? I'll touch to the aspiring. Okay. I will say um, a recent sermon that I actually listened to was saying that the ideas that you have or that have been placed in you, whether or not you had it 10 years ago or had it current, it's all part of like God's way of developing you. Mm -hmm. So all the interests and the hobbies that you have you have those interests and hobbies for a reason. Don't ever like count yourself out and think like, oh, that's dumb. It's like, no, God gave you that skill set. He gave you that hobby or that talent for a reason. Right. If you have a business idea, he also planted that idea inside of you. Now it's up to you to pray on it and let him guide you and say, okay, here's this idea that I have, God. These are the things that bring you joy. How can you marry and couple the pair so that you can get the glory and that I can have a successful business? Yeah. So that's kind of how I take my approach to business and... I was like, I don't know what this space is supposed to look like for me, but I was like, okay, Lord, you put your hand in it. You gave me the idea for it. Like, whatever way you see fit that I can help people and serve, show me how to do that. And I feel like every single entrepreneur, you're serving people. Mm -hmm. Whether you're cooking, whether you have like a clothing item, whether finances, like hair, make like you're serving someone, you're helping somebody in some capacity. So yeah, just let them use it. Mm -hmm. Don't try to like, mold it in the way that you think it's supposed to go Ooh, that's a good one that's a good one because as entrepreneurs and creatives sometimes we can get in our head because we have tried to do a thing ourselves um and it didn't work out and now we're discouraged yeah that's good let go let god let god be god He wouldn't bring you this far to leave you and forsake you. Scripture says that. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, okay, God, I'm going to trust you. Bless my business. But like, mm, I'm planning this, that, that, like, mm-hmm. you lying. Just yeah. stop. So yeah. And we're not saying that you don't have to do any work because right. you still have to do the work. But at the same time, know that you're not doing this alone. Right. You're not. Thank you so much, Kaylin. Yeah, I hope y'all got some good information. Matter of fact, I don't hope because I know y'all did. I I got some good information from this. Listen to this three more times with your pen, your pad. Take action. Take your health more seriously because your health is, like, seriously directed to your wealth. So, like I said, I just hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Thank y'all so much for rocking with me. And like I always tell y'all, with exposure, execution, and consistency, there is absolutely nothing you can't do. See y'all next time. Bye. If you love the Responsible Homegirl podcast, there are plenty of ways to show your support. I have them also listed in the description box. One, leave us a rating or review. 
Two, email me a review of the podcast so that I can share on social media. Three, I have listed our PayPal where you can send whatever you feel led to send. Or four, by joining our Patreon, our exclusive community where we host book clubs and we talk about all things personal finance and entrepreneurship. Whatever you decide to do, just know that I am so grateful and I appreciate you for sharing the responsible homegirl with all your homegirls and all of your homeboys. Thank y'all so much.